Welcome. This is 10 Plus Brands interviews of the notables and influencers. First of all, my heartfelt thanks to Tim Draper for coming to my podcast. The questions here today are about cryptocurrency and the economy, and they're not intended to promote or demote digital currency. The name Draper is synonymous with Silicon Valley. Four generations, the Drapers have been funding startups beginning in the late 50s. Meet the Drapers is a popular TV show where aspiring entrepreneurs get to pitch the family on getting funded. Here are just a few of the successful investments by Tim Draper. Tesla, Skype, Baidu, Coinbase, Twitter, DocuSign, Ancestry.com, and Robinhood. If there was a first family of Silicon Valley, it would be the Drapers, quote unquote. Thank you again, Tim, for the tremendous honor to be interviewed today. Thank you, Joanne. Great to hear from you and uh, looking forward to your questions. This should be fun. Yeah, 60 questions, then they're not all very easy. Oh, I hope we can get through them. <laughs> yeah, uh, quickly, I'm Joanne Tan, CEO of 10 Plus Brand, a full service digital brand marketing agency. We build business and personal brands for funded startups, innovative companies, thought leaders, and influencers. Now, question number one. As one of the earliest investors in digital currency, after paying $19 million for Bitcoin in 2014, how would you describe Bitcoin's growth journey so far? Would you say that in 2014, Bitcoin was an infant, and now in 2021, a teenager? If so, as a sixth grader or a tenth grader? <laughs> I think it's still an infant. But um, we were uh, very excited to be able to buy that, um, that Bitcoin way back when. And people asked me, well, um, are you going to sell your Bitcoin? And when are you going to sell your Bitcoin? And I say, into what? Why would I take the currency of the future and convert it to the currency of the past? It would be like taking uh, euros and trading them for drachma or French francs, or, I, or, uh, or taking the dollar and converting it to Confederate dollars. It's, it makes no sense because we have a new currency that is the, um, is the basis for a new platform to bring the world economy to another level uh, and, and to make us all more global and, uh, and less tribal, less tied to one geographic area or another. This is a uh, this is a really critical time in human history. It's really an exciting time in human history, and so um, it, because I think we're going from tribal to global, but there's going to be a lot of uh, uh, wild, tumultuous um, waves along the way. Um, but one Bitcoin is still worth one Bitcoin. It's all these other currencies that are very volatile as they slowly disappear from use. Okay, question number two. How mature is Bitcoin and cryptocurrency? How many years before Bitcoin and crypto as a whole reach maturity? How long will it take for crypto assets, that's the currency and the blockchain, to permeate the small business markets? Well, you can, um, you can get Bitcoin, you can use and accept Bitcoin now. Um, people were worried about the, the speed at which you could uh, transact a Bitcoin 
um, transaction. But it turns out that now with OpenNode, uh, they're faster than the Visa network. So you can, uh, if you're a small business, you can accept Bitcoin now. And you can do all your accounting for Bitcoin now um, on uh, with Cryptio. So by putting together OpenNode and Cryptio, if you're a small business, you now have the ability to operate your entire business in Bitcoin. And, uh, and I think governments need to figure out how to properly tax Bitcoin the way they tax fiat. Yes. Uh, it should be treated exactly the same way as fiat. And, yes. uh, and then uh, the governments will be uh, fine with people running businesses in another currency other than their own. Uh, question number three. Elon Musk bought more than 1 billion Bitcoin for Tesla in February 2021. Then he voiced the issue about a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin. Yeah, not one a billion. billion Bitcoin. There aren't a billion Bitcoin. There are only twenty-one million Bitcoin. Yes, that's true. Right. Okay. One billion dollar worth of it. Yes. Then he voiced the issue about the unsustainable use of energy for mining Bitcoin, which is more than all other types of crypto coins. And here, I don't want to compare carbon footprints of Bitcoins with fiat and traditional banking institutions to keep it orange orange okay uh apple to apple would you agree that bitcoin is indeed a lot more energy consuming than ether dogecoin and all other altcoins and mean coins out there well yeah the way you're you're phrasing it um you said you don't want to compare it to fiat but you have to compare it to fiat elon shouldn't even shouldn't accept fiat if he's concerned about our carbon footprint Think of all the bankers going to work, all the people who are going back and forth to their, uh, their, uh, their bank branch. Think of all the energy that's consumed in banking. People have done the research and our banks use so much more energy than Bitcoin ever will. Uh, and it turns out the amount of Bitcoin, the amount of energy that is used for Bitcoin mining continues to run down over time. And by 2040, it'll be almost nothing. And uh, because uh, while energy use per switch does not, um, does not comply to Moore's law, so it doesn't double every 18 months, but it, um, but it does drop over time. We used to use five volts per switch, and then it was three volts per switch, and then it was 1.8 volts, 1.3 volts, 0.9, keeps going down. Uh, and the amount of energy used per switch will continue down. So the energy argument is not a strong ar argument. Um, and and the, the amount of energy, um, Bitcoin is the most secure of all the currencies. Of all the crypto or fiat currencies, it's never the Bitcoin blockchain's never been hacked. So I think it's worth spending a little energy to get that kind of security. Okay. Well, <laughs> I tend to. I know you are a big enthusiast through thick and thin of Bitcoin. So I, I need to bring some different perspective. As of yesterday, you uh, don't have to. You don't have to bring a different perspective. <laughs> hey, this is the future. Oh, well, here's the thing. As of yesterday, the Bloomberg News reported that uh, Chinese government is shutting down Bitcoin mines. Uh, no, shutting down some coal mines in Inner Mongolia mm -hmm. and Xinjiang because those coal mines were illegally opened and 
due to the, the demand for energy. And the demand for energy came directly from the, the mining, the miners of Bitcoins in those areas where the energy was cheap. And, and, and that, well, Chinese government already was, uh, you know, not happy with any forms of digital currency other than their own. Uh, now it's said to be, you know, violating their environmental goal. So that, uh, and also about banking, come on, the banks, the institutions, the, the bankers, the, the, the real estate have been there for, for God knows how long, but Bitcoin is so new. Uh, you can't really compare uh, this new phenomenon with an old institution that being permeated throughout the world. And of course- Why not? Why not? You're saying you can't compare an electric car to a gas powered car. You're saying you can't compare using horses to automobiles. No, that's not my yeah, point. Of course you can. Yes. You yes. want to compare them because you want to see which one's better. And yes. you want to adopt the one that's better. And Bitcoin's better. It just is. And, and the Chinese government, um, you know, we had the Chinese had such a good government before um, President Xi took over and decided he'd become dictator and, and move back to this socialist dictator communist regime. Uh, all the entrepreneurs are leaving. Uh, he's he's the spirit of China seems to be way down. The people are, are, the brains are draining. Everybody's leaving. And he's putting in so many government constraints that he is, he's, he, he's ruining the freedom and the trust in that country. We had extraordinary freedom and trust in China. The, the country was, was booming under uh, Deng Xiaoping. He, he, he brought the free markets in, he opened the borders, he allowed the world to trade. Um, but you know, freedom and trust are what make for the best governments in the world. And, uh, and, if, you, uh, and if you start having the government decide everything for everyone, you'll end up with the equivalent of North Korea, whereas you, what you want is the equivalent of South Korea. Uh, that, in, in Korea, my dad fought in Korea, and at the end of that war, they had a, a line that was drawn between the South and North Korea. It was called the Demilitarized Zone. And in North Korea, they had a socialist dictatorship. The government decided everything for everyone. Uh, freedoms were gone. The, the, uh, the people uh, did whatever the government told them to do. They followed the Marxist-Leninist doctrine. And, uh, and then in South Korea, uh, they opened the borders, they created free markets. It was a, um, an open uh, democracy. It was, a, um, it was uh, capitalistic. And now we've had a 70-year experiment here where that border has been very solid. People don't go across it. And now we're 70 years into it. And the average South Korean now makes 460 times what the average North Korean makes. And that is including purchasing power. Um, and the average South Korean is now four inches taller than the average North Korean. And my belief is that the average South Korean is happier 
uh, more excited about life, more uh, open, uh, and you know the South Korean uh, economy is is much stronger than the North Korean economy. Oh, so, Tim. well, so so freedom is one of the most important things to yes. build an economy. And if you take the freedom away from a billion people in China, you are making a huge mistake. You're, you're saying that you know better what they should all do than all of them know. And by and the it's way- the, It's the worst thing that they could have possibly done for, um, yes. for that amazing country. I just love the Chinese and I cannot believe that we're tolerating this kind of- um, they had no choice. So, so I do absolutely agree with you that without freedom, without democracy, without freedom of capitalist exchange of goods and services and currency, there is the <clears throat> crypto is not going anywhere as a global uh, digital currency. And well, well it's going hearing, a lot of places. Yeah, except <laughs> in those regions. Region, and you know, you know, here's let me get into the other part of this. I said freedom and trust. Yes. And uh, and trust is absolutely critical. Singapore was one of the least trustworthy countries about 78 years ago. And then uh, then uh, Lee Kuan Yew came in and he built trust in that country, one brick at a time. He built this amazing trust system. And now, now 70 years later, uh, Singapore is one of the wealthiest countries in the world. They went from one of the poorest and least trusted to one of the wealthiest and most trusted countries in the world, just by building that trust brick by brick. If, if the government's coming down on everybody and they're not letting them do the things that they need to do to build a, a life, they are hurting that trust. And that's why I love Bitcoin. It's freedom and it's trust. It's open, it's transparent, it's global, it's um, decentralized, so it isn't tied to any geographic borders. Uh, it's moving humanity from being tribal to being global. It's moving humanity from being tied to geographic borders to an open globe where we can all run free within the world. Um, it is a, a, it's a fabulous vehicle for governments, for people, for businesses, for uh, for all of us to operate with. Okay, now question number four about Elon Musk's support for Dogecoin. Unlike Bitcoin that has limited quantity, Dogecoin has no limit, so lacking the scarcity element as one of the intrinsic values of digital currency. Do you think <laughs> scarcity, albeit man-made, is important to crypto? Well, I, I, think, I, I think that it's very important for a cryptocurrency to have a known limit to how much is printed. And there is a known limit, 21 million Bitcoin. If a currency is in any way centralized, if any one person or one group of people can go ahead and print any number of these currency, um, then the value of that currency drops. And the whole point of trust in the currency um, disappears. So uh, the, one of the great reasons that you want to move to cryptocurrency 
from fiat currency is that cryptocurrency is not tied to any political force. It's not tied to any one individual who decides to print a whole bunch of, of currency of one type or another. It is, um, it is a fixed number. Now, now, if you were to create a perfect currency, it might be a little bit more like uh, Tezos, where, where the voter, the, the owners of the currency can vote as to whether you inflate the currency, whether you add more to the currency. But if you have, um, if you have a centralized control of any kind in any currency, uh, you're not getting that benefit. You are losing um, the, the benefit of not having an inflationary currency. The problem with fiat is, uh, is uh, exemplified by uh, a good friend of mine now uh, who I met uh, when he was at the Boost, uh, Boost VC Accelerator. And, and I, I met with him, his name's Sebastian Serrano. And he, he told me this story. He said, my family has made a fortune three times and lost it three times to currency manipulation in Argentina. And, uh, and I said, well, God, that's horrible. And he said, yeah. And so there's no incentive for people to build things of value in Argentina because they know that the government is just gonna print money and it's gonna be worth less the next year. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so why build anything of value? Well, now with Bitcoin, he got all excited because he said, now we have a currency of value that we can build to and we can build, it, build our business in Bitcoin and we don't have to worry about whether the government is going to print, you know, double, triple the number of um, Argentinian pesos out there in the marketplace. So, so, so Bitcoin also brings hope to people who live in countries that have bad currencies. Nigeria, the Naira is a horrible currency. Venezuela, yes. Venezuela with a Bolivar, horrible currency. And these... These currencies, when, when people look and say, I'm going to build this value, and then the government's going to take it from me in one way or another, either by force or through um, currency manipulation, the incentive to build something of great value goes away. And right. you don't want that. And the beauty of the, the countries that are trusted and free are, the, are that the entrepreneur, the people who really want to build something of great value, they have an incentive to do so, so that they can, they yes. can hold on to it. Yeah. So take care my of question, their families and take care of their... Uh, right. For, the for Bitcoin, them. yeah, for Bitcoin, there is a scarcity limit. There's a ceiling, how many can be issued. And yeah, so it no builds more. incredible trust. Right. But, but Dogecoin is the opposite of it. Yeah, so I, I asking, don't speak for Dogecoin. Okay, good. Now, next question. Is volatility, as shown in the last few weeks of crypto's rollercoastering ride, an inherent trait of crypto? No, as I said, um, one Bitcoin is worth one Bitcoin. As, but there's huge volatility in all these other currencies as they slowly disappear from use. Um, it, when you have a big transformation like this, you have a big, um, almost a Disruption. revolution. Disruption. You, you, you see that um, incredible change that's happening. Those changes don't happen 
in any smooth way. They're gonna happen in fits and starts. Some governments are gonna go, wow, this is a great opportunity for us. Let's, let's make Bitcoin a national currency the way Japan did. Um, and uh, and other, other countries are gonna be paranoid and they're gonna like China, and they're gonna say, no, we're not gonna let people have Bitcoin here or whatever. And so all of the, all of the new innovations, all of the entrepreneurs, they will move to Japan and away from China because they, they look and they say, I can build something of value in Japan and hold on to it. It looks like the Chinese government is just gonna take everything from me. Yeah, now my question is the volatility in the crypto market. You, you think that is- I, I say uh, one Bitcoin is still worth one. Was one Bitcoin, but still it's the worth- and So worth, what, you know? where's the volatility in that? Right. Well, well it is, it, is against fiat and and I'm watching fiat go way up and way down against Bitcoin as it slowly disappears from use. Uh, we're not seeing the same thing because in April, uh, Bitcoin is worth more than 60,000. And then after Elon Musk, you know, and back and forth, now it's worth 40 some thousand. That's the big one Bitcoin's worth as, as measured by fiat. But I'm not seeing yeah. that. But, the trading but I look at it very differently. I look at it as Bitcoin is the currency that is here to stay. Yes. And fiat is the currency that is slowly going to go away. Okay. And so, so the fiat is slowly going away, but it's going to be up. It's going to be down. It's going to be up. It's going to be down. And, and it's going to slowly disappear from use. Okay. Let's when, when you are able to run your business, buy your goods and services, buy your groceries, whatever, with Bitcoin, why will anyone still want to use a government-controlled currency? Why okay. will anyone trust a government-controlled currency when they can do everything they need to do with Bitcoin? Ideally, yes. And that's uh, coming. Okay. And is, there, is there a correlation between stock market volatility and cryptocurrencies volatility? Uh, you know, I think that um, when the stock market moves up and down, people either get, they feel wealthy or they feel um, poor. And, uh, and when they feel wealthy, they are willing to try new things. And so uh, people will try all sorts of things, uh, buying whatever, whatever they, they think would be startups and whatever. And, uh, and cryptocurrency sort of falls into that category of something that seems a little bit risky at the time. Well, um, over time, cryptocurrency has gotten less and less risky and we are much uh, more confident in its long-term success. Uh, but when things get very tough uh, and people feel poor, then they, they pull in whatever money will help them buy their groceries, their goods and services. And, uh, and so uh, it's gonna, there's gonna be a little bit of a switch that happens. And, and, uh, and if the stock market falls and, uh, and you can't buy your goods and services uh, in Bitcoin yet, then you will move back into fiat. But if you, you know you can buy it in Bitcoin, you'll move it all into Bitcoin. It depends on how much 
can you buy all your groceries? Can you buy your real estate? Can you buy your automobiles all in Bitcoin? And the moment that that happens, then people will, um, when they're feeling poor, they will revert back to Bitcoin. Okay. I don't know if you meant it, what you said, but you, you said when the stock market falls, people will move back to fiat. Did you mean Bitcoin just now? No, I said it depends on when. If it were right now, people would move back to fiat because that, that's how they buy their groceries. When you feel poor, you think I've got to buy my groceries. Let me make sure I have enough cash to buy my groceries. But the moment uh, that they can buy their groceries with Bitcoin, they are going to, um, then, then when a stock market falls, uh, they would retreat back to Bitcoin because they can, they can buy all their goods and services with Bitcoin and there are only 21 million of them. All right. In addition to the element of scarcity, what are other intrinsic values associated with crypto? Is traceability thanks to blockchain technology that enables transparency of the source and all prior ownership? Another unique value proposition that crypto has that fiat does not yet. Oh yeah, of course. Um, the blockchain keeps perfect records. Uh, and so, it, so Bitcoin will be an honest currency. And as people's names are attached to their wallets, um, it will be even more honest. And, uh, and so I, I suspect that that honesty, that trust will grow the currency and people will feel better and better and better by it because of it. Now, one other thing that's kind of interesting about that blockchain is that it keeps perfect records. And as you said, it can identify who all the owners were before. Well, that's maybe interesting with currency, but it's really interesting with art uh, or with music or with uh, anything or, or with uh, fancy purses or, or whatever. Uh, people really want to know where that came from. And sometimes with food, people want to know which farm that food came from. Mm -hmm. And the blockchain allows for that. And, uh, and so that technology is going to be used first for Bitcoin and then for all these other new services that are tied to um, any data that, should, that needs to stay permanent. So your medical records or your diploma or your nursing license or your ID or driver's license, whatever. Those things are all gonna be very permanent. And so uh, the block or your collection, <laughs> collection of you know, beeples, um, all those things are gonna be um, a, in the form of an NFT, a non-fungible token. And, uh, and that's a really interesting use of the blockchain. So right. I'm excited about that use of the blockchain. The other use of the blockchain I really love is what um, this company, um, uh, Cryptio, is doing, tying the accounting to the blockchain. And so we could run all of our businesses without auditing, accounting, bookkeeping, uh, and, you know, or, or all the lawyers that, that are attached to all of that. Uh, we can actually have it all 
perfect kept perfect records on the blockchain. Yes. And all the the reports and the taxes and everything can all be uh, put out there, and uh, we can all be better off. Uh, yes. The, the friction around accounting, the accounting profession or the legal profession uh, does slow down the economy and uh, and we could speed it up a lot by uh, tying our accounting to the blockchain. Yes. Now, in addition to scarcity, the elements of scarcity and traceability, smart contracts can be added to crypto tokens such as Ether and the new kit on the block ICT is the Internet Computer Token for various apps. Would that be an indispensable or merely supplemental character for crypto? The smart. Oh, company. it's going to be it's going to be instrumental. It's going to be so exciting. I can't wait until I can raise a fund all in Bitcoin, invest it all in Bitcoin, and have my entrepreneurs pay their employees and suppliers all in Bitcoin, all on smart contracts. And then when any of my entrepreneurs sell their business, have, have all that Bitcoin go back to my investors according to um, the distribution waterfall that we've set up. And if, if we can do that, the whole system and then taxes paid, the whole thing can be one walled garden of Bitcoin and, uh, and, it, and there's no dispute. There's no argument that, hey, you know, this word meant this and this word meant this. It was, it's all built into software mm -hmm. and, uh, and all the, the contracts are all uh, fixed dollar, fixed Bitcoin comp, contracts all the way down, all the way up. Uh, so I'm very excited for when we can use smart contracts uh, for all for, digital for venture capital business, but but it can be in all of finance. It can be in betting. It can be in uh, real estate. It can be used in all different forms. Real estate, you could have a smart contract, and we have a company called Proppy that um, that is working toward making it so that all um, title is kept on the blockchain and all real estate is done on a smart contract. And eventually you'll be able to buy and sell pieces of real estate um, on a smart contract. And that, um, that will be a thing of beauty. So you eliminate the title companies, the real estate brokers, maybe even the well, lenders. Well, I, I never feel, I, all our jobs are gonna be eliminated by artificial intelligence everybody's job that, we all will have to continually reinvent to see what our job becomes uh, the media the media had to reinvent their businesses because they because the internet the the uh, movie business they reinvented their business because of the internet um, now we have bitcoin the blockchain smart contracts artificial intelligence surveillance a whole bunch of the biggest industries in the world are going to go through major transformation. Which uh, is exciting. Because of those uh, things. But all those people, sure, we're all going to lose our job. We're all going to have to reinvent. We're going to have to find better ways, better ways to operate, uh, more productive things to do. Okay. Do you think smart contracts make crypto tokens more valuable? Yes. 
obviously. Yeah, because you can, I mean, I think smart contracts are um, critical for uh, the long-term success of any contracts in general are critical for long-term success of any currency. Smart contracts are gonna be so much better and so much easier to use than than, uh, the complicated, where we're putting contracts into words. Words are a lot harder to understand than software is. <laughs> yeah, uh, me as a tree-hugging environmentalist and an extremely concerned advocate for sustainability, I do agree with Elon Musk that, uh, and I would like to see adding the fourth element to crypto's unique value proposition. That's sustainable. Well, you're wrong. You haven't done the research. The banks use more energy. If we all move to Bitcoin, we would, lose, we would use a lot less energy and a lot less of the, of the um, carbon. No, Kim, that's not my question. My question no, but you're is- saying, You're saying that that's a problem. No, 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 no it's not a problem. Are, no, no, no. I, are using no, no, no. all the energy. No, no, no. I agree to put sustainability as one of the four cornerstones for crypto's intrinsic value. Because in the long term, you're right. I'm not agreeing per se who whose argument is right but what i'm saying is that the mere fact that we are putting sustainability as an element for determining the value of crypto uh, currencies is 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 good <clears throat> because we need to that's the yeah we need that okay good now next question is how would you describe crypto is it a currency is it a commodity is it a type of security uh, is it all of the above depending on what utility is imbued into each particular crypto i think the the irs got it right the, it's a currency and it's an asset but um but it's more a currency i think it should be treated as a currency um from a point of view of uh but I guess, you know, a dollar is a currency and an asset. So yeah, it's treated the same way. Okay. All right. Do you believe Bitcoin is the digital gold? If yes, will it rival and even surpass gold? Um, I, I think digital diamonds because people have been calling me diamond hands. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, I mean, gold is such an old vehicle as the currency. No one uses gold as a currency. Uh, you, you know, people trying to buy their cup of coffee with gold is, is a ridiculous thought. Um, gold is something people retreat to when they're, they're trying to retreat to the past. And, um, and there, is, there, are, there is value to gold that it's a good use for jewelry. It's good use in some computers. Um, so there is some value to gold, but it isn't in being a currency. Um, and so I think if you are thinking in terms of a store of value, mm-hmm. uh, the way people used to store value was in gold. Then they stored value in the promise of gold, like a, a gold certificate. Then they Um, stored value with uh, the promise of the full faith and credit of a government. And now you can store value on a blockchain. And, uh, and it's, I think we've taken a, a, you know, a technological leap forward 
by allowing people to store value with Bitcoin. Yes. Okay. About inflation, the, I know your answer, but I need to ask this because this is on average Joe's mind. Okay. Oh, what's my answer? Oh, great. Yeah, technological. You know my answer, so go ahead. <laughs> I still have to ask it. Okay, because this is a very thorough all aspect um, view of cryptocurrency. Uh, technological in innovation is usually a force to counter inflation. What is your assessment of the likelihood of prolonged inflation in the US in the next couple of years or even beyond and globally as well? You know, I, I think this is the, the fundamental problem um, that Bitcoin solves is uh, there is no, uh, there's no inflation. There are 21 million of them. Uh, that's all. Uh, if we are relying on governments to figure out the right model for inflation, to print just the right amount of money so that it doesn't go through an inflation death spiral or whatever, um, it's a very difficult thing to do because there's a lot of politics involved. Now, I've met a lot of the people on the Fed and they are very wise people and they're doing their best to just print the right amount of money. But you've got Congress and the government and the president saying we're going to print all this extra money. Um, that could create an inflationary spiral that, that could go out of control. And where do you go in an inflationary spiral? Uh, you go to Bitcoin. <laughs> so I would, uh, boy, if they, if they pass this thing, uh, I don't know where it can go. Uh, they, I mean, think about it. If if you're holding, you know, four hundred dollars, and the government doubles the number of dollars out there, your four hundred dollars are worth the equivalent of two hundred dollars before the printing of all that extra money. So, people's dollars aren't going to be worth as much. People's Bitcoin will be worth more. So. If they do that, it's good news for Bitcoin. <laughs> because yeah, will... but, well, it just it just uh, hurries the the uh, the need for people to have a stable currency that they can trust and build yes uh, businesses and 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 comfort in um, in working toward acquiring right. So, so that, yeah. yeah, you want you want to build your business, live your life. Um, and uh, and feel confident that you're you're building something of value in an environment that you that is not going to disappear. And if you're building it in Argentinian pesos, you are losing huge value there. Yes. So the question is: Is crypto a safe haven for for protecting cash from devaluation caused by inflation? If yes, why? If not, why? You just you just answered. So let's move on to the next question. I can see the value of using dollar-backed crypto in countries where inflation is out of control, like in Venezuela or Argentina. Folks can bypass the banks and get their money stabilized by crypto. But for Americans, what is the use of having dollar-backed crypto? I think I already mentioned that. I mean, America was had very low inflation for a long, long time. Right. But if you print 
as ma many dollars as they're talking about printing, mm -hmm. um, I, I think inflation would be inevitable. For how and, long? Well, until somebody comes in, I mean, Carter created huge inflationary time and Reagan, uh, uh, Reagan, yeah, Reagan and Ford yeah. uh, stopped it. Um, but the way he stopped it was very painful. Uh, interest rates moved up to 20% at some points. And with 20% interest rates, it, it's a very difficult environment to run a business. Yes. It's difficult to raise capital, um, all those things. So uh, hopefully we won't have to go through that. But um, And occasionally you could print a bunch of money and the economy can grow based on printing that extra money enough so that uh, you don't suffer big inflation. That was... And, that and that's that's the balancing act the Fed has always had, and that's actually worked for quite a number of years. But um, but now it's become political because the government made the mistake of telling everybody to lock down, and and people are getting these checks, and some people are getting these checks and saying, well, why why should I drive an Uber when I get more money just from coming in from the government on this check, there, there is a disincentive for a lot of people to work uh, when the government is providing money and, and it's money they've taken from other people. But, um, and, and so that disincentive to work can be a downward spiral itself. That's true. Uh, but as of- And then today, it starts looking more like North Korea. <laughs> Well, that's a little intriguing. I have to go to the government for my money. And then right. I, oh. I, I checked the Bloomberg News today. Uh, the, the people on unemployment benefits are going down. So that's good news. Okay. So less and less people are living on that unemployment paycheck. Um, there is seem to be a chicken and egg thing. So the, 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 the government is trying to, on the one hand, printing money, but also betting, quote unquote, uh, that the economy will revive and the, 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 the technology itself will lift us out of inflationary, prolonged inflationary risk. And, uh, and for Biden to do that is to have this big stimulus program to push the economy over the threshold. And yes, so it's, it's a balancing act. It, it's if he wants to, uh, if he wants the economy to revive and to grow, he needs to deregulate. Yes. Um, less regulation, more freedom builds an economy much faster. Yes. Yeah. Except in the environmental protection area, which we do need to protect our clean air and water and other resources. But the government doesn't have to do people. Um, we can debate about that later. Okay. Now, if traceability, transparency is one of the cornerstones for crypto's intrinsic value, privacy is at odds with transparency. But some tokens are offering privacy protection. What do you think of that? I think everything is eventually shows in the light. And I think uh, it all comes out in the end. And I think uh, anything that says it's private right now doesn't 
isn't necessarily going to be private in five years or 10 years. So I, I look at privacy as not a big issue. I think um, when I think privacy, I think, what are they hiding? I, yes. I, I don't think, uh, you know, it's, <clears throat> I think it's better for everything to be out in the open. Yes, that's and the then one. You, uh, and that's why I, you know, I like Bitcoin better than I like whatever those dark coins are. I think I, I like Bitcoin because, hey, that blockchain is open to all those miners and anybody who wants to look at it. Right. So what do you think of the many varieties of crypto coins, mean coins, even quote unquote, <laughs> excuse my language, they call it shit coins out there? I like, um, I like when <clears throat> people are really dedicating themselves to a new way of operating, new way of thinking. And mm -hmm. so some of those coins, I mean, I would just, if, if I were buying altcoins, I would, I'd be looking to, um, to the altcoins where we have, um, where there are really good engineers working on that token and that that token has a real purpose, not just a, a Bitcoin copy, but a real purpose and a real technology that's going to take humanity forward into a new direction. Mm -hmm. um, we've we've seen um, well since I bought all that Bitcoin and I was in the first two ICOs uh, after the Dow, um, uh, Tezos and Bancor. Um, I got mobbed with people all wanting my money to start a new token. And it was all a bunch of copycats and, you know, get rich quick schemes and whatever. Um, I, I, I pushed them all away. And I, I waited for those, those very select few that, that had real engineers, real passion behind them. And, uh, and I focused on those and a real reason to be. Yes. Good. So Peter Thiel was quoted saying in January this year that crypto, quote unquote, is a secret financial weapon of the Chinese government. I think he got it all wrong because the Chinese government has shown how they hate it. Okay. Then he was. In well, the maybe he means um, government crypto. Maybe the Chinese or Chinese digital yuan, maybe. Okay. Yeah, maybe then, the digital yuan. Okay. A, yeah, I, I have maybe a question. That that's a threat to other cryptocurrencies. Uh -huh. But, you know, I, there is something I'm thinking about is that, you know, Iceland came up with the Aurora coin. And, uh, and I thought, wow, that's so great. They've come up with a currency that, that is government backed. And this is what, and it's going to be global and it's going to be great. And then they said, oh, no, it's only going to be accepted in Iceland. And I thought, you missed the whole point. <laughs> and, I, and I look at the digital yuan, and although in Iceland, I don't know, there are half a million people, and in China, there are a billion. <clears throat> I think the digital yuan, yuan is the oh. same problem. It's only going to be accepted in China. China. And, I, and I think that, they're, that it's got to be global. It's got to be open. It's got to be. So yeah. they're going to blow it, too. Yes. Okay. So, so Peter Thiel then just a couple of months ago was in the news again, issuing his own token and even creating his own exchange. So will you be issuing a Draper coin and even having your own exchange too? 
I've been I've been asked that since 2014, and if I haven't done it by now, I'm not going to probably do it. <laughs> but um, Peter Thiel is a brilliant man, and I respect all that he has done, and I I I like his. He's got an innovative spirit. He, I, I think, I don't whether he says it or thinks it or not, he fights for freedom and trust around the world. Uh, I really like everything he's done. I'll, you know, even if he's got a coin, I think, great. Whatever he's doing, great. Why are it's you like, not? It's like Elon, whatever he's doing, great, but he, he didn't really understand what's really going on in energy. Uh, before he he flip-flopped on bitcoin okay <clears throat> you want to get some water take a break but no, i do fine. i do agree in theory to put the element of sustainability into the value proposition of bitcoin so you and elon musk are just on the two two sides of the same page okay yeah you, you well, actually... you know, here's the here's the interesting thing it is sustainable if look, if um, if you're operating, most of the stored value in Bitcoin is going to be slow to move and and energy. Uh, it's going to use a lot of energy, but when Bitcoin is used as a currency, it's going to be used. It's going to be used the way OpenNode uses it. Uh, they move it off chain. It's very efficient. It moves very quickly and very efficiently. And then it, when it moves back on chain, it takes energy. So there is no difference between the amount of energy that Bitcoin's gonna be using as a currency and any of the other cryptocurrency. But there's a big difference between what the little Bitcoin uses and the huge amount that banks use. Uh, so yeah, we, I yes. mean, Oh, yes. People should look deeply into OpenNode, and if you're a retailer, there's no reason you shouldn't be accepting Bitcoin through OpenNode, um, and it's it's it uses very little energy. Is it a reasonable prediction that after the crypto market as a whole will flush out all the quote-unquote junk coins and those unsophisticated speculators, okay, the herd and followers, perhaps half a dozen quote unquote finalist coins will be left on the crypto market. Will that lead to some level of stabilization? Yeah, I think it'll go through what, you know, every industry goes through this period where it gets hyped up and then it comes down and then, um, and then over a long period of time, it goes even bigger than the hype. It just keeps going and going and going. And during that time, the, um, the also rands fall out of business. And that has been the way every industry has been developed throughout time. Uh, there were thousands and thousands of dot-coms, uh, e-tailers e that, uh, were there in the hype and then disappeared eventually and everybody sort of consolidated around Amazon. Mm -hmm. I think the same kind of thing is happening, uh, will happen around Bitcoin. I have later a, a crucial question about the monopoly mm -hmm. of the uh, uh, corporations about 
like Amazon, Google, and all that later. Okay, uh, from an average Joe investor's perspective, is the best crypto coin yet to come since technology is evolving and more smart contracts are being created for more apps and more sustainable ways of mining coins, as you said, will be adopted. So the best is yet be. to come. It could be, but um, but if I'm a retailer today, the first token I accept is Bitcoin. But it could be that um, other tokens come up and rise for one reason or another, that, that kind of thing. Uh, makes for a great uh, a great environment. When there is competition, everybody gets better. In addition to the four cornerstones, which I, I listed earlier, is traceability, is scarcity, and uh, smart contract, and uh, the sustainability. Um, in addition to these four cornerstones of, for crypto, do you believe that crypto must be in circulation, must be used in transactions in order to become viable? and competitive with fiat and other traditional currencies? No? I, think it, I think it will be. Uh -huh. I mean, I think it will. I think people will, are, they're starting to use it. I mean, I know that I, I bought a house and, uh, and the people knew who I was and they said they wanted Bitcoin instead of dollars. And I was donating to a school. I was, I was thinking of donating some money to Stanford and they wanted my Bitcoin. They didn't want dollars from me. Um, they want dollars, but they'd rather take Bitcoin. Hmm. I think over time, I mean, at Draper University, we would rather people pay in Bitcoin to come to our school um, for rent uh, at Hero City. We'd rather have people pay in Bitcoin. Uh, in general, we're, we're, we're much happier to accept Bitcoin than uh, than fiat. I think most retailers will start feeling that way too. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I think that they're gonna say, well, wait, uh, when people swipe their credit card, uh, two and a half to 4% of my um, business goes to the banks. Well, what if I use Bitcoin? Well, it's, it's a lot less than two and a half to four percent that goes to the nothing goes to the banks. It's a lot less than two and a half to four percent. It can double their profit margin if they accept Bitcoin. So I think people are going to start using it. Um, so I don't think that the I, I think that sure Bitcoin would be an interesting just as a store of value, but it is um, so much more. I mean, my gosh. If you ran, if you ran Lucasfilm and you realized that you had to send, you had to spend eight dollars for every check you send out to the assistant, to the assistant, to the lighting director, and instead you could just drop Bitcoin into a wallet, into a wallet um, automatically every time somebody orders the movie, um, you've got you've got a much better vehicle for spreading currency. Mm -hmm. um, sending mo money overseas is so much easier with Bitcoin than it is with fiat. Okay. Um, That's uh, whether you send it a remittance to your family or whether you're you're hiring you you're paying people overseas, Bitcoin's so much easier. Okay. But so it will be used as a currency. Okay, good. And as it, is, it is being used as a currency. It's just a matter of 
a time. Okay, so now, as of now, there are 100 million cryptocurrency holders in the world. That's less than 1% of the global population. And the circulation is uh, far from being adequate. So what is preventing crypto from being used and circulated more widely? Well, it's the women. One out of 14 Bitcoin wallets is held by a woman and women control 80% of retail spending. So once women, once the retailer realizes that they can save money by accepting Bitcoin and the women, and they can spread some of that savings to the women who spend the money retail, uh, then the women will all make sure they have Bitcoin wallets. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and so that, uh, I think that that is one of the items that's gonna spread it. But hey, 100, 100 million people, that's a lot more than it was last year. And it's a lot more than it was the year before. And that's it's a true. lot more than it was the year before that. So, uh, so it's just a matter of every new technology grows uh, at a certain rate and it, and it spreads around the world. And, um, and Bitcoin is, uh, is similar in that way. Okay, so would you agree that even without sufficient circulation, crypto mm -hmm. is still a store of value, like land or diamond that holds value? Oh yeah, um, I would. Well, you said crypto. I'd say Bitcoin is a good store of value. Crypto, it depends on which currency. Right. Some currencies are centralized and some are decentralized. Some are have inflation attached to them and some do not. Mm -hmm. um, I would be very particular on which currencies I would look at as potential stores of value, but Bitcoin is one. Okay, you predicted that Bitcoin would reach 220,000 to 250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,250,
And, and there were, it was in their imagination, but then the reason that the hype goes away is that people go, hey, but you know, I can't use this to buy my groceries yet. Um, and so what has to happen is engineers have to go do all that work to make it easy for people to go buy their groceries with Bitcoin once they have, and that's usually like a four-year period, then, um, then uh, it becomes a, um, a, uh, a use that, uh, that everyone, something that everyone can now use. And so, uh, so once everybody's using it, then, uh, then I, I was saying that a four or 5% market share by 2022, 2023 is probably, um, probably not even optimistic. <laughs> I think it might actually be a lot higher, but uh, but yeah, that's that is my um, it's it's a combination of my gut, all of the analysis I've done on all the industries I've ever looked at throughout my life, and that's how I came up with that number. Did you take into consideration about the smart contracts and that can be applied to a lot of apps um, like Ethereum and is uh, uh, internet uh, computer tokens and more um, innovative, more uh, smarter quote unquote contracts that are coming to compete with Bitcoin. Did you consider that? That will slow the Bitcoin's ascend? Oh yeah, oh, oh, of course. Um, there, there is always gonna be competition, but it was, it was pretty clear to me at that point, by 2018, that um, Bitcoin was going to be the Amazon, and the rest of the currencies were going to be the the other e-commerce sites, uh, and that was my thinking. Okay, so you said that you will eat a raw egg if Bitcoin does not reach. I don't know where that came from. I'm happy to do it. But I don't know where that came from. It was in the news. Okay. So I I'm willing. Know, you, everything in the news is right. Oh <laughs> All right. God. So don't you listen say to that? the news. The news spreads fear. I know. I know. Did but you, you see my voice saying I would do that? No. Okay. No, no one has. I don't know where it came from. Anyway, oh, okay. I don't care. I mean, I'm happy to do it. Who wouldn't? <laughs> Okay, so here no. I'm willing to eat a sour lemon on my show without the peel. Okay, if if it does reach 250 and above, so if you I win, like sour lemons. <laughs> all right, how about we make a deal? Do you Wait, dare? you know, I, you know, you know my feeling about pessimists. The pessimists of the world, they're they they bring a lot of good points up, but they do not accomplish anything. The optimists of the world are the ones who accomplish things. So I would not, I would not do that bet. I would not put the pessimistic view on there. I would just ride with it. Okay. I just for the sake of having you. Back. But I like I like raw lemons. Okay, so let's so, substitute the raw egg with a raw lemon. So I, no, I'll have you do it on my no, show. I think I, I look. I'll eat them both. <laughs> oh my god that would be great thank you thank you all right i'll definitely invite you back okay now next question is the irrevocability of crypto transactions seems to be like a double-edged sword because the what what does irrevocability 
you, yeah. you, can, you cannot retract it. You cannot revoke it, irrevocability. <laughs> but to err is human. Everybody makes typos and mistakes. And if someone type in an amount with accidentally two more zeros, so mistakenly sending 10,000 when only $100 is intended, there is no way to reverse that mistake. Uh, yeah, do you but I, I mean, as I said, engineers are working on all these problems. Okay. I, you know, I think being in the venture business, I see the engineers solving all sorts of problems. Okay. And, and I've, seen, I've seen companies that are going after that specific problem. And so in five years, that problem is going to be nothing. People can either operate that is in the... Um, the world of irrevocability, or they can operate in the world that is um, that is revocable. And and I I think they were they were not going to do four days the way the the old banks do it. Um, but I think they were going to have four hours uh, in which to pull it back. Okay. And so that that's coming. So that's a non-question. Okay. Any other black swan for crypto or for Bitcoin, in your opinion? I think black swans come all the time. Uh, it's very exciting. They're coming faster and more furiously because more and more people are free, um, and more and more people are in countries where um, where they can uh, work in a free market. Um, it's too bad we're. It seems we lo we're losing China as a free market, but. Uh, most of the rest of the countries are free. And as more and more people become free, uh, more innovation happens mm -hmm. and more black swans. And, uh, and, and I, I think that the countries that are accepting of new ideas and new technologies and, and Bitcoin and blockchain and smart contracts and artificial intelligence, all that, the ones who are more accepting and less regulatory um, are going to be huge winners over the next 40 years. And the ones that put down all of these rules and laws and make it so their country, their people can't do anything, um, that those countries are going to uh, be the big failures of the next 40 years. Yes. Okay. So who, you, you just answered my question ahead of time. Who will be the biggest winners of crypto? Are they the early investors like you? And who are the biggest losers? I think humanity is the big winner. Um, I think command and control governments are the big loser because they've been operating like monopolies for a long time. And all of a sudden they have to think, how do I attract people? How do I attract businesses? How do I attract money to my country? How do I attract citizens and, and brain power? How do I attract entrepreneurs? That's the thinking that has to go on in, um, in a, a government's mind. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and if they're not thinking they're, that way, they're thinking, I'm going to control everything and it's me, 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 and I want my power and whatever. You know, the best governments are not the ones who say, I want power. Best governments are the ones who say, I want my people to thrive. And, uh, 
And the ones who, who are just saying, I have to be in control of everything, tell everybody what to do. Those countries are gonna be the ones that are the poorest in 40 years. The richest countries are gonna be the ones that are free and trusted and um, do things for the people. Yes, I absolutely agree with that. Now, traditional currencies and fiat have existed without crypto, digital currency. Do you think crypto can exist without fiat as an independent currency? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, as soon as they start being, I mean, if fiat went away today, mm -hmm. um, all the retailers would immediately take Bitcoin and uh, they would say, oh, hey, we'll take this because you don't have fiat anymore. And I think the world would be a lot better off. You are so, so I think over time, I think over time, we're mm -hmm. going to see, I mean, that would be an, that would be an acceleration. Um, but I think over time, we're going to see that we don't want currencies that are allowed to be manipulated by people. Mm -hmm. Now, here's, a, do you think the government will allow at this stage crypto to coexist with fiat? Which government? The Chinese uh, US government go doesn't seem to US, U.S. government and uh, European oh, the U.S. government is allowing it to come. The U.S. government knows. They, they have figured out that they benefited in a huge way from letting the internet go and not, not regulating it, not taxing it, letting it go. They won big. Same thing's happening now. U.S. government... There's plenty of like pushing, pulling, and the Fed is, you know, concerned, whatever. But, and the US government might do their own cryptocurrency. I think it'd be a mistake, but they might do their own cryptocurrency. That's one of my um, questions below. Yes. Yeah. But, but, but they know that they want the innovation in their country. Right. They know that the, you know, the golden goose is the entrepreneur. Yes. That entrepreneur in the Silicon Valley is driving huge value to the rest of the country. And the world. And, and, they, and they don't want to do anything to harm that entrepreneur. Okay. They but, want to make sure that that entrepreneur, that 28-year-old who wants to start this business and make something interesting happen, they want that person in their country. Yeah, but a couple of weeks ago, or maybe a week ago, Binance was being probed into, investigated by the IRS and um, uh, for money laundering and tax evasions. Uh, is that an independent, isolated incident or is that- Well, I sure hope so. And an investigation is one thing. Um, a, a ban is another. Right. A regulation is another. But investigation, right. I mean, people get investigated all the time. Okay. And, uh, and, you know, if finance has nothing to hide. All right. You know, so right now, as of this moment, what's the relationship of crypto in theory with fiat? Is it interdependent? Is it codependent? Is it symbiosis? Like you scratch my back, I scratch yours as of now? Well, it's not codependent because I don't think crypto is depending on fiat in any way. But people need fiat right now to buy their groceries. When they don't need fiat anymore to buy their groceries, they're not gonna use it. Okay. 
All right. Do you think the government needs to regulate crypto as SEC regulates securities? You know, I believe that people are smart. I don't believe that people need the, the kinds of protections that, um, that all governments try to enforce on them. Um, now, now, the SEC was set up to protect the widows and the orphans. Maybe they do need to protect the widows. I don't think they need to protect the orphans. I think the orphans are trying to get their businesses, their, their lives started. They wanna take some risks. They, they should be able to invest in private companies. They should be able to invest in whatever um, because they're just trying to, otherwise they're, they could be trapped in poverty. Um, you know, a lot of people got out of poverty by buying crypto. And, uh, and they, they took a chance and they bought some crypto. Well, we want that to be a possibility. And okay. I, I don't think, I, I am not a believer in heavy regulations. I'm a big believer in very light touch regulations. And, uh, and I think the lighter the touch, the, the more the economy will grow. Right. The heavier but the touch, you know, when, when the government starts telling us to lock this down or do that or whatever, we start, we start becoming prisoners and, and we start just doing whatever the government tells us to do and nothing more. But if we're free, we do so much more. We create, we build businesses, we make lives for people better. We help each other. We do also all, all sorts of great things for each other. And, uh, and so I, I believe in light touch regulation and that has been the cornerstone of America for many, many, many decades. Right. And that has helped America grow and grow and grow and become a great, great country. Yes. Now I, you're I, seeing I, other, other countries start to say, you know, well, we're free. Like, you know, Malta is saying, bring your currency here. You know, it's this huge benefit. You're, you're seeing uh, a lot of the Eastern European countries say, hey, we're free. Come on, come to our country now. Uh, and, and I think that um, now they might be just saying, hey, we're free, come to our country, and then we're going to regulate you. But uh, I think they're eventually going to start recognizing that they're in competition with all the other countries of the world for you, mm -hmm. for the no, great I, minds, the capital, the entrepreneurs of the world, they're in competition. Now, I never believe in overregulation that kills businesses, okay, in economy. But at this point, light regulation and taxation will establish legitimacy for Bitcoin cryptocurrency. Uh, no. Hey, I've just, uh, we, we've gone way over. I know. I, I still Oh have my God. I have to go. Thank you. Can we continue? Right. Can Bye. we continue?